You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 198, 10 things that made my life as an actor significantly better this year. Happy New Year. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced by me, Maggie Barra, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me for more on social media at Actor Aesthetic or my personal account at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. We're so close to 200 episodes. What a time. I started this podcast back in 2018. I didn't know what the hell I was doing then, and I am just now getting my footing. It has been a joyful, joyful ride, and I wanted to thank you all, especially those of you who have stuck around with me since the very, very beginning. I've been going through my DMs over the past several years, and I can't believe that some of you have been following since I started the blog back in 2017. A lot has happened A lot has changed in our industry, but the actor aesthetic mission remains the same. I want to continue educating artists, pursuing a career in the theater industry and expel the myths, uncover the unspoken truths in the industry, and also be the the guide that I wish I had when I graduated college. So if you don't already follow Actor Aesthetic on Instagram, you really should. I I just posted a poll the other day asking you all, what was one thing that significantly changed your life this year as an actor? And it could be big, it could be small, but it made a major change, maybe a shift in mindset, shift in your physical well-being, your mental well-being, whatever the case may be. And I loved everyone's answers. I loved them so much that they really inspired me to create my own list of things that significantly helped me, significantly changed me over the course of this past year. And I wanted to share them with you all. And as the year comes to a close, perhaps you're even listening to this in the new year in 2024. I love to reflect. I love to look back on the things that worked for me, that didn't work for me, that made me stronger, more skilled, maybe more determined, or the things that got in my way that posed themselves to be big obstacles that didn't help me continue to improve. I had a busy year this year. I was working my nine to five job in marketing. I performed off Broadway in a new musical in New York City. I was cast in a regional theater production over the summer on Long Island, so I was traveling a lot back and forth. I went on vacation. I spent a ton of time with family. I continued building up actor aesthetic. I recorded more podcast episodes. I did some coaching with some really incredible students who are aspiring to do great things, going to college for musical theater and auditioning in the city. I've been busy, but I've been very intentional with everything that I have done this year. And that's why I want to share with you the 10 things that significantly made my life better because I hope that by listening to this, it's not something that you can 
reflect on yourself and think, well, I didn't do this this past year, so I might not be as far ahead in my career, whatever. That's nonsense. All I'm doing today is sharing you the things that I wish my 23, 24, 25-year-old self knew going into this industry so that I can really jump full force straight ahead and and make a name for myself and also do the things that I want to be doing. And so that starts me off with number one, my first very intentional thing I did this year that changed my life was being intentional. I feel like intentional and intent is going to be a big word for me, this podcast, being intentional with auditions. So when you first come out of college or when you first come out of high school and you start to audition professionally, you're going to want to innately accept any audition you can possibly imagine. You're going to want to go to everything. Now, I'm not saying you should, but I'm saying as an individual who wants to make a mark in an industry they're fairly brand new in, you may want to try to do it all. And there is a plus side and a negative side to this belief. The plus side is that you'll surely get your name in front of a lot of new folks who may have never have heard of you before, and you're going to make a mark one way or another. The more doors you knock down, the more rooms you'll be invited into, and then who knows, maybe that leads to a job offer. However, the negative side to this, when you're not intentional with what you're auditioning for, especially when you're new, It can really beat down on you very, very quickly. You go to audition after audition after audition for shows you might not be right for, and you might even know that, for roles that aren't even available, and you're just going, and you're just auditioning, and you're just auditioning, and you're just auditioning, and sooner or later, you go a little stir-crazy. You start thinking about the end result and not the journey. You start thinking about the destination. You start thinking about when's the next time I'll book a show. Will this audition take me to where I want to go? And what happens is you find yourself at another open call that you have to show up to at three o'clock in the morning to even be seen that day, especially if you're in New York City, who the hell knows? Because there's so many people doing the same thing, right? You get tired of your material. You become unfocused. Things become stale to you. And it just becomes too much. And you burn yourself out. Especially if you're working another job to support yourself. You have other things in your life that are pulling you here and there. And so you, you find yourself not bringing your best self to these auditions. You're no longer the perky self you once were right after graduation. If you found yourself in this position, it's okay. It's okay to feel burned out. It's okay to feel like maybe this isn't what you want to do. It's okay to take a break from it all especially during the holiday season, especially when things aren't really happening. It's okay to take a break when things are happening. 
because the industry will always be there. But if you want to avoid the burnout, you really need to think about being intentional with your auditions, being intentional with your classes that you're taking, being intentional with the side job you take on, being intentional so much so that everything that you do for your career is planned. When you map things out, when you write down your goals, which we'll talk about in a moment, you'll see really clearly what it is that you have to do in order to get to where you want to be. And so if you find that you're just going to auditions willy-nilly without a goal, without an end goal in mind, then what's the point? It's always, almost always going to end up in burnout unless you are just like live, sleep, breathe, eat, musical theater 24-7, which you might think you are now, but just wait. As you mature in the industry, you'll find that you're able to be a little bit more intentional with what you do intentional with what auditions you choose to go to from your agents, which ones you choose to accept, self-tapes that you choose to do versus not choose to do. For example, there are certain projects that I know at this point in my career I'm not interested in taking, which is okay. However, I know that it's just not worth it for me to put out an audition tape for something that I know I will most likely not want to accept. And it's also not fair to the casting team or the creative team to go through the process just to not accept it at the end. Now, it's okay if you have another job offer or if you have a change of heart, but if you know going into it that this is certainly something that you're not interested in doing, you absolutely have the power to say no. Now, if you have an agent, you might be scared. You might be nervous that the agent will want you to audition for everything no matter what. But you don't want to be with an agent or representation that just wants you to audition for anything willy-nilly. I just want you to think about that one, going into the new year especially. The second thing that really changed my life this year was writing down my goals for the year and defining an action plan. I remember sitting myself down in the beginning of January of 2023 and writing down everything that it was that I wanted to achieve. Now, you can hear me going through my drawers right now trying to find my notebook because I would love to read out to you some of the things that I planned to do for myself this year, goals that I wanted to achieve. Let's see. Alrighty, so I wrote down goals for 2023. I have some goals for myself listed here on actor aesthetic for actor aesthetic, which I came close to achieving a good handful of them. But today I just want to talk about my personal goals for 2023, which ones I achieved, which ones I came close to, and which ones I'm not necessarily satisfied with just yet. But something that I noticed, and I'm going to post about this on Instagram too, because I saw... um, J.J. Neiman, also, you know, TikToker and Broadway celeb, and my friend J.J. Neiman, he, he posted about something very similar about his goals, his manifestations that he had for the beginning of the year, and the achievements that, he, that came from them. And uh, let me take you through them. So here are a few. I have booked a regional theater job. Did that definitely did that. I ended up doing Escape to Margaritaville over the summer and it was bomb. It was so fun. 
book an off-Broadway job. Now, oh, by the way, let me just tell you that that was the first regional theater job I had had since before the pandemic. Okay, so that was a really big goal for me was to book another regional theater job in the new year. And I did book an off-Broadway job. Did that earlier in the year, actually very, very shortly after I made this list, which was really, really exciting. Uh, Another one. Invest in a 401k. Now, at my old job, we started investing in my 401k very quickly after I began the my position. But then when I started my new job, you can start your own Roth IRA, but they don't match a 401k contribution until a year in. And so by the first year, which, you know, I had started my job in 2022, uh, May of 2023 was my year mark. And I reached out to our director of operations and I said, how can I get started with this, our HR? And he helped me through it. And by the end of the year, I was able to start investing in my 401k. Now, I'm not a financial coach or an advisor, so I can't really advise you on a whole lot. I got some really good tips from my father, um, but what I can say is that you will want that 401k when it's coming time to retire. So look into it if it's something that piques your interest, but that was something that was really important for me, and I got it done. Another thing that I have on here is get a raise. <laughs> That's so cool that I actually wrote that down. I didn't realize till right now. Um, that was a big goal for me. I had already been with the company for almost a year. And I knew by the end of 2023, which would have been a year and a half, that I really, really wanted to get a raise. I was taking on a lot more responsibility in my job. I came in doing one thing and then started to do a whole lot more than just that. And I figured it was time and I, I deserved it. And something, you know, uh, uh, that's a really hard thing to ask for. But I did some research and I came in super prepared and it took some time, but I got it. And I'm really, really proud of that. I know going into 2024, a lot of these are going to run over. For example, I really, really want to make my Broadway debut in 2024. And I hope and I pray and I will continue to bust my ass until I make it there. So that's going to roll over. Also going to roll over some other things for myself, some health things for myself. I want to continue to develop a solid morning routine, continue to find hobbies that are not on my phone, take my eyes, give my eyes a break, you know, um, give my mental health a break. I want to reduce my stress. I want to make more food at home. These are other things outside of the industry that really have nothing to do with theater, but are really important to me and my growth outside of the industry. Number three is that I really leaned into social media. Now, I started to lean into this periodically throughout the year. It wasn't something that I was super consistent with, like I had been in 2020 and 2021, but it definitely brought about some work for me. Uh, some directors reached out to me to do some readings. I, I think ultimately social media is whatever you make of it. It can be negative it can be positive. It can bring you a sense of community. You can network with it. You can build your brand. You can build a business. You can be a little bit more self-made than you could have been, say, 10 years ago. 
I have an ebook out right now. It's called Marketing 101 for Actors. If you want to check that out, go to actoraesthetic.com forward slash shop. And you can check that out in my Actor Aesthetic shop. It's just a simple ebook that you can read through quickly that gives you some actionable tips and advice on how to better market yourself, better self-advocate. But I am planning on, on building for you all a specifically a social media for actors ebook in the new year. So stay tuned for that. Number four, the fourth thing that really helped me. Um, and this is something that my friend Landry posted about on TikTok, and it got me thinking like, wow, this is so true. And it's getting off of callback corner. So if you don't know what callback corner is, you're lucky. But if you do, you know this and you feel me, basically callback corner is a community forum where you can post anonymously. It's hosted through Backstage and you can check up on current casting or at least casting news from current shows. They, it doesn't have to be Broadway shows, but it tends to be predominantly New York City based. And people all the time will be on there saying, asking people if they got a call back for something that they just auditioned for, if they heard back, if casting is over, if anyone has any insight. Now you would think, oh, that's actually kind of helpful to hear people talk about, you know, to give updates on something that I might've just auditioned for especially if it was like an open call, right? You would want to know. But the hard part about this is that it tends to be or tends to get kind of toxic. And then you tend to get obsessed with it. You tend to want to keep refreshing it. It's like when you're waiting for an admission result from a college program. You like want to keep refreshing your email and refreshing your, your page. And especially when you get closer in the audition space, like say you get a couple callbacks in and now you're really, really wanting to know what the end result is, you're going to keep refreshing it and refreshing it and refreshing it. And I'm telling you, from it, from personal experience, not just from friends, like from personal experience, you will not be any better knowing what's going on callback corner than you are without that information. I, I promise you, like you, you having maybe some insight into where they are in casting, whether it's true or not, is not going to be any more beneficial than if you were completely in the dark about it. Why? Because you don't, you are not going to be able to influence casting's decision. Like, without Callback Corner, you're not really able to influence casting's decision. Like, they make up their mind whether you're in the room with them or not. But when you start to obsess over it, it gets really unhealthy really quickly. And all I have to say about that is just try your damnedest, if you are someone who loves Callback Corner, to find a different outlet for yourself to relieve that, that stress and that anxiety. Um, I know you want to know and want to be in the know, but it might be better not to be. That's all I'll say about that. Now, I got to tell you, the fifth thing on this list is really, really important, especially if you want to have a long career in the industry. You don't want to injure yourself. You don't want to get too sick. You don't want to, you want to, you want to build longevity. And it has to do with taking care of yourself to be able to maintain long weeks of shows, long days, long hours. You'll figure this out really quickly, especially when you go to college for this, especially, especially if you're getting a BFA in musical theater for this, because you'll find you'll have to do, you know, your eight o'clock, 8 a.m. ballet class, and then you're basically going, going, going until midnight, 
when you get done with a rehearsal for a show. I mean, it's really truly nonstop. And in fact, it feels a little bit easier. Uh, easier is relative, but it gets a little bit easier over time, especially when you get out of school. But if you're new to this life, new to this world of, you know, really going, energizer bunny going, it's really challenging on your body and it's really hard on your mental health. When you're going long hours, when, say for example, you know, you wake up early and you go to your, your, your side job, your survival job, your side hustle, supplemental gig, where you it makes your money to survive, to pay rent, to live comfortably in a big city, and then you go to an audition or you're, you're waiting there for hours, or God forbid you're going to rehearsal, or you're going to your show at night. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Um, during the summer, I was doing a show with a tricky schedule because I was still living in Hoboken. I rehearsed in... Manhattan and my shows were an hour into Long Island and uh, there was a lot of travel involved. There was a lot of juggling to maintain my full-time job while continuing to pursue my career and it was really, really tough. And so I had to be really careful with what I was doing outside of my show so that I could continue to give the best show I possibly could every single night. And that takes a little bit of sacrifice, takes a little bit of strategy, and you really have to be careful with how you're treating yourself. You have to set boundaries for yourself and for others. You can't say yes to everything. You have to be particular with it. And again, this goes back to being intentional because if I wasn't intentional, I was going to burn myself out. I was going to get sick. I actually walked into the first rehearsal with very little voice. And I think it's because I was sick. I was working a ton. I was going to auditions still and I was I was overworked. I was tired. And when you get tired, you tend to get sick. And your body is basically telling you, slow the F down. So when I went into rehearsals for the show, I knew that I had to be really careful. And I'm proud of myself. I got through the show. I never got sick. I never called out. And I, I was really healthy. And let me tell you, singing Cheeseburger in Paradise and opting up and dancing and singing and having enough breath support and stamina to maintain all of that is really hard. It's really, really hard. I touched on this briefly, but I do want to throw this in there again because another thing that was super important for me this year is making financial literacy cool. You know, obviously one of my goals was to invest in a 401k and I didn't really understand them. I actually had a 401k before I started this one with my company or before I started contributing. So I, I think it's really important to understand what it is that you're actually doing and how it's going to benefit you in the long run. I do love to eat out at restaurants and I love to order food and I'm not a super big cook. <laughs> Actually, I'm not really one at all and I don't really have a whole lot of patience for it. So in the new year, I am looking to get a little bit better with all those things so that not only am I investing, but I'm also saving. Oh my God, the seventh thing on my list is like, uh, if you don't figure this out quickly, it's going to be a really, really hard year for you, a hard career for you. I sound like Dr. Seuss, but I, I cannot stress how important it is to not take auditions so seriously. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't prepare as much as possible and try to be as off book as possible and research and know the ins and outs of what it is you're going to be doing in that audition room. But I'm saying 
once you do all the work, throw out your homework, walk into that audition room, be open, be available, be authentic, be you, and just go for it and then leave it all behind. This has a little bit to do with, you know, focusing on the the desired outcome of an audition, like what a lot of folks do. What I would do on Callback Corner is constantly refreshing and updating to see where they are in the casting process. I mean, again, it doesn't matter. You're not going to change anyone's ideas or opinions. Nothing's going to change if you focus and stress and worry about whether or not you're getting the part. And this really changed my idea of auditioning. I, I, would talk about this a lot on the podcast, but 2023 was a big year for me because I had a lot of really cool auditions, self-tapes, in-person auditions, but I didn't worry so much about the outcome. I just worried about doing a good job because I knew that one way or another, if I'm not right for this project, I'm right for another one. And what is for me will come. This is something that was really special to me, and it's something that I saw across the board with a lot of you uh, who answered my Instagram poll on Actor Aesthetic, and it has to do with doing something for you outside of the theater industry at least once a month or, or once a week, because if you don't feel good and if you're not in the right headspace, the right mindset, your auditions are not going to be good, and and your personality in the audition room won't be as authentic. And so for me, I took little steps here and there to feel a little bit better about myself. And I I like when people do like um, trends on TikTok where they do like glow up with me in in thirty days or glow up with me in a day. And all they do really is they just treat themselves. They they go to their favorite restaurant or they get their favorite sweet treat, they go get their hair done, their nails done, or they go get a tan. And by tan, I mean spray tan, not a tan tan. You know my life now. I used to be a tanning girly and then I realized how bad that can be for your skin. So now I go um, and get spray tans. That's actually something that really makes me feel better. Um, It's actually kind of (laughs) crazy. Like night and day, I feel um, just with a little bit of a glow. Um, Sometimes people like to do their makeup and that's what makes them feel good. Uh, Sometimes people like to go for walks, go for runs, go to the gym, and that's what makes them feel good. But I think you have to do something at least once a day, once a week for yourself where you feel like this is my time and this is going, this little thing that I'm doing for myself is going to make me feel really good. You know, this is something that I was working on in 2022. And I wanted to get a little bit better at it. So this was a goal for myself and it was to talk to my family more and specifically call my grandparents more. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, my grandparents are really, really close to us. In fact, my yaya and my grandpa lived right around the corner from me on my mom's side. And then on my dad's side, my grandma and grandpa lived in the next town. So we were really, really lucky, my sister and I, to have grown up near them and to have grown up with them in such a way that we all feel really, really close. Since I only have my grandmother on my dad's side and my grandpa on my mom's side still alive, I made it a goal to talk to them as much as I can and really appreciate the time that I spend with them, go out of my way to come home and visit visit them, uh, call them up on the phone at least once or twice a week, just make myself available to them. Um, it's really easy to get caught up in what you're doing and your goals and your desires and, and what 
it is that you want, but if you can find it within yourself to have empathy and kindness and reach out to those you love, maybe it's your grandparents or your friends or family that support you and have always supported you. I mean, let's be real. My grandparents are the reason why I'm still doing this. They were the ones who took me to auditions and callbacks in the city when I was young um, because my parents were working. So it's really important to me that I give back to them and make sure that they're doing well and uh, stay connected in that sense. Makes me feel good, makes them feel good. And I love it. I love them. And the last thing that is on my list for the 10 things that made my life as an actor significantly better this year is to just simply ask for help when you need it. I won't get into too much of the details here. You know, I like to keep it real on the podcast, but I also like to keep things close to my heart that are are special to me and my growth as a human and as an artist. But whatever you're struggling with in life, whatever it may be, it might be small, it might be big, it might be catastrophic, it might be super, super tiny, and you might not even think it's worth it to ask for any advice or help. But when all else fails, ask for help. Ask someone you trust for guidance, for support, for their advice, for their energy, and it will take you miles. I promise you. With all of that being said, I love you all. I can't believe it's the end of the year. Uh, To those of you who are listening in the new year, hi to the future. If you love this episode, share it to your Instagram story, tag at Actor Aesthetic. And if you have guests that you want to suggest to have on the podcast in the new year, send those suggestions over to me at Actor Aesthetic on Instagram or at Maggie Barra on Instagram. I love to hear from you all. It takes a village. I'll see you next year.